0: Hello. Welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called The Whispering Sands. Back in the days when Kitty, Doggy, and Bunny were still searching for the lost crowns, they got on an elephant bus that was headed for the desert lands of Koala. Kitty went, cool, meow me! we've never been to a desert before. And Murr said, oh right, Murr came with them too. Murr said, what makes you think the lost crowns would be in the middle of an uninhabited desert? But nobody answered. Well, they got on the bus and threw an ant out the window to pay for the ride. And an hour or so later, they arrived in the wind-swept desert lands of Kuala. The elephant dropped them off in the middle of the desert, not near any kind of landmark. The sun beat down, and the wind blew hard. They could hear a strange noise in the distance, a low, thrumming sound. Kitty said, ooh, what's that? Some kind of strange and ferocious beast? Murr said, actually, I think that's the sound of a desert avalanche. The noise is generated by friction between the grains of sand, or perhaps by the compression of air between the moving grains. Kitty said, who knows what that mysterious sound could be? Murr said, never mind. Kitty said, okay, let's look around and see if we find the crowns. And the elephant said, see you in three days, and then pew! The bus disappeared. Bunny went, ah, we have to start asking the elephants how long these trips are going to be. How are we supposed to survive here in the middle of this desert for three days? Kitty said, "Eh, we'll just look around for water or food or whatever. Bunny said, but if we leave this spot, we might not be able to find it again. And then we'll miss the bus when it comes back in three days. Kitty said, oh, yeah. There was nothing particularly noteworthy about the spot they were in. They were in a shallow valley between two sand dunes in a sea of desert that was nothing but sand dunes. There were no landmarks of any sort. It would be impossible to locate the spot again. Kitty said, okay, well, I'll go for a little walk, not too far, just to see if I can find anything. Bunny said, be careful, Kitty, don't get lost. I won't. Kitty headed up one of the sandy dunes, squinting her eyes against the wind. Whew. She wandered east for a hopkin or two. Oh, a hopkin is a Mimi unit of measurement. It's roughly equivalent to a twelfth of a human mile. Well, she didn't find any sign of water or food. And then she looked back and noticed that her footprints were getting obliterated by the wind-blown sands. Uh Uh-oh. But she headed back in a straight line and was able, barely, to find the others again. Meow-me, this is going to be dangerous. We can't go far afield. We might get lost. Mer said, great. I guess we'll just hang out here for three days and hope to somehow survive without any food or water. Yay. When night came and the temperature dropped, they laid down on the sand and huddled together for warmth. (laughs) One of Doggy's long, floppy ears was pressed against the ground, and as he drifted off to sleep, he thought he heard tiny voices in the sand. Oh, said one voice, if only those poor animals knew there was an oasis, just two Hopkins to the southeast. I know, said another. I wish we could tell them, but we can't. <gasps> Doggie sat up, wide awake now. Hey, did you all hear that? Kitty grumbled, Ugh, startled out of sleep. What? Oh, I heard some tiny voices in the sand. Kitty said, no, meow, that was just the sand avalanches or wind or whatever. No, I heard tiny voices say, oh, I wish we could tell those animals there was an oasis to Hopkins to the southeast. The others pressed their ears to the sand and listened for a few moments. But no one else heard the voices. And at last Kitty said, doggy, you must have hallucinated those voices while you were dreaming. Doggy said, I wasn't dreaming. I really heard voices, I think. He pressed his ear to the ground again, but this time he heard nothing. Huh, oh, maybe I did imagine them. Kitty went, oh, good night. And she rolled over, and then they all went back to sleep. In the morning, they were woken early by the bright sun beating down on them. Ugh. They tried to keep in the shadow of the two sand dunes as best they could throughout the day, avoiding the direct sunlight. Ugh. Around midday, when there was no shade... Doggy laid his ear down on the sand, and he heard the tiny voices again. Oh, if only those animals knew about the oasis, two Hopkins to the southeast. But they can't hear us. We are the Misa, and we are too tiny to hear or see. Doggy said, oh, I hear the voices again. Bunny said, oh, Doggy, it might just be that your brain is getting addled from the hot, hot sun. I don't think so. Doggy knew he wouldn't be able to convince the others, so he decided to find the oasis on his own. "'I'm going to go pee,' he said suddenly. Kitty said, "'Good for you. I have no water left in me. "'So, Ruffy, I'm going to go to the the southeast.' And then he scratched his head, "Uh, "'Which way is the southeast, Ruffy?' Murr pointed, "'That way. "'Thanks, Ruffy. I'm just going to go a couple of Hopkins that way.' Kitty said, "'Don't go that far.' You could get lost. Just go on the other side of that dune right there to do your business. Okay. Doggy trudged up the dune, but he kept walking, heading southeast. He stumbled through the blazing, trackless desert. Oh! He heard the eerie sounds of the singing sands. Oh! He walked for almost an hour, panting under the relentless glare of the sun, oh, when at last he saw an oasis. Oh, Ruffy, I hope that's not a mirage. I hope it's real. He rushed forward and found that it was a real oasis, a little pool surrounded by trees and jungle plants. Oh, he jumped into the shady pool, psh, oh, and he cooled off, and then he gulped down water greedily. Then he helped himself to some fruits and berries. He grabbed a few more to bring back to the others. Okay, he said to himself, I need to retrace my steps and tell the others about this life-saving oasis. And he started back. It was hard to tell if he was heading in the right direction for his footprints were getting erased by the drifting sands. But his heightened sense of smell was able to pick up a trace of his path from before, and he was able to follow it all the way back to where the others were. Except they weren't. Kitty and Bunny were gone. And Murr, too. Uh, hey, where are you guys? He cried. Hello? He scrambled to the top of a dune and scanned the horizon. There was no sign of his friends anywhere. Kitty! Bunny! Murr! He called. The only answer was the distant rumble of a sand avalanche. Doggy hung his head. Oh, maybe they went looking for me. I'm such a bad boy. Maybe I shouldn't have gone wandering off. (laughs) Then he laid down on the sand to cry. But then he heard the little voices again. Oh, if only that dog knew that the Avalanche Queen has taken his friends and brought them to her fortress, two Hopkins away to the north. (gasps) Doggy sat up quickly. Two Hopkins to the north? Avalanche Queen? Oh, man. Well... It's my job to save them, so I gotta go and do it somehow. Luckily, he was able to figure out which way was north, since Murr had told him where the southeast was. And just like the voices said, the Avalanche Queen's Palace was about two Hopkins away. The palace was made of shiny glass. There were no doors or windows that he could see, but there was a wide balcony near the top, and the palace sat atop the biggest sand dune Doggy had yet seen. Okay, Ruffy, I gotta climb up that big sand mountain and then somehow get inside that weird glass palace and rescue my friends from someone named the Avalanche Queen. Oh, oh boy. Well, he went to the bottom of the hill and found that he wasn't alone. There was a strange little man there, about his size. He looked like a cross between a buffalo and a tumbleweed. He had little horns. And he was standing at the foot of the hill, gazing up. And Doggy said, Oh, hello, Ruffy. Sure, sure, hello and all that, answered the man. But I got here first. So don't even think about climbing up before me, hound dog. Doggy said, Oh, but my friends are trapped up there. Well, I'm going up first. I got here before you did. Okay, Ruffy, I guess you can go first. Are you rescuing friends too? Heck no, spat the man. I ain't got no friends. Oh, said Doggy. Um, what are you? Well, folks like you, outsiders, call my kind dust devils. But my real name is Husk, and I'm not like the other dust devils. I've got ambitions, and I know that the Avalanche Queen probably has all kinds of jewels up there in her glass palace, and I want those jewels. And I know the legends say that anyone who tries to climb up her mountain gets buried in a cascade of sand and dies, but I'm not like those other fools. I'm the first of my kind to try this, and I'm one-eighth tumbleweed and one-seventeenth pure pluck. Doggy said, pluck? Yep, and I'm going to be the first to get to the top. Watch me! Doggy watched as Husk the Dust Devil started up the hill. The sand kept shifting beneath his feet, but he kept climbing. He managed to get a few feet up the sandy hill when suddenly there came a noise. The sand near the top of the hill formed a roiling avalanche that rushed down the hill in a mighty wave. "'Oh, no!' cried Husk, throwing up his hands, and he was buried under several feet of sand in an instant. The avalanche continued down to the bottom of the hill. Doggy jumped out of the way and narrowly avoided being buried himself. "'Yikes!' Well, as soon as the sand settled, Doggy set out to find Husk. He started digging around, and he said, Husk, can you hear me? Hello? He saw a little movement under the sand and rushed forward to dig the dust devil out. (coughs) Said Husk, coughing and spitting out sand. (coughs) Doggy said, are you okay? Forget it, said Husk, visibly shaken. I don't want any jewels. I'm out of here. And he ran away into the desert. Doggy said, uh, bye. Then he turned around and looked up the tall hill. Oh, man, how am I supposed to get up there without getting buried? Then he thought, oh, maybe I should try listening to the Mesa. So he pressed his ear down to the sand and listened carefully. And he heard the misa say, If only that dog knew that he has special powers. He could make it to the top of the hill if he just closed his eyes and said, "'Oh, what a lovely set of steps this is!' Doggy blinked. "'Oh, I don't think I have special powers. "'But I do have to rescue my friends, "'so I'd better do what the Misa say.' He closed his eyes, stood up straight and tall, and said, "'Oh, what a lovely set of steps this is!' He kept his eyes closed and imagined he was walking up a staircase. He didn't think about what he was really doing, which was climbing a steep hill." And to his surprise, he could feel the steps beneath his feet. The sand actually formed steps for him to walk on. An avalanche arose and cascaded down the hill towards him. But Doggy kept his eyes closed and continued walking, thinking he was just walking up a set of stairs, and the avalanche simply roiled around the steps that had formed for him. And he walked right up to the top of the hill until he bumped his nose on the glass palace. He opened his eyes and looked back down the steep hill. Oh, I don't believe I just climbed up there on weird steps. Then he looked at the glass palace and thought, how do I get in here? He ran around the palace looking for a way in, but there were no doors or windows that he could see. He looked up at the balcony. Maybe I can get in if I climb up there but the glass palace was far too slippery to climb. Aw, what can I do, Ruffy? Oh, maybe I can listen to the whispering sands again. He laid his ear down on the sand and listened, and he heard the Misa say, Oh, if only that dog knew that he has special powers. All he has to do is close his eyes and say, What a lovely day for a promenade through the park, and then he can walk up the palace wall." Doggy stood up. Oh, okay. And he closed his eyes, said, What a lovely day for a promenade through the park. And then he started walking up the side of the palace, perpendicular to the ground, just straight up the side of the palace. He came to the wide balcony and opened his eyes. Oh, my gosh, I don't believe I just walked straight up the walls. And then he saw Kitty, Bunny, and Murr lying on the floor in the corner of the room. They weren't moving, and they looked drained of color. (gasps) He rushed forward, but found his way blocked by a mysterious woman who seemed to be made of shifting sand. She smiled at him with her glittering eyes and said, You must be a powerful wizard indeed. Doggy said, "Ah, For you to have made it all the way into my palace, where none have succeeded before. Well, you must be quite the magician," Doggy said. "Oh, uh, what are you?" He was trying not to sound terrified or impolite. "Oh, some call me the Avalanche Queen, and you have proven yourself worthy to be my husband, and become the Avalanche King." <laughs> oh, Doggy sniffled. "Ah, uh, sorry, ma'am. I have love allergies. I can't talk about stuff like that." The Avalanche Queen moved closer. I have waited so long to find you, my king, my husband, my true love. Oh, Doggy's eyes began to water. I'm not interested in that stuff. I just want to rescue my friends. The avalanche queen looked back at the three animals lying motionless on the floor. Oh, were those your friends? I'm sorry, my love, but I'll need to finish draining their life forces soon. I need to take the life forces of others to stay alive. I'm only made of sand and wind and Sidewinder whispers after all. Doggy swallowed nervously. Oh. The Avalanche Queen smiled. But you and I shall make the perfect husband and wife. Oh, Doggie felt a big sneeze coming on. Please don't talk like that. The Avalanche Queen drew closer. "'Come, let us kiss and become husband and wife.' She closed her eyes, pursed her lips, and bent forward to kiss him. uh, 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 (coughs) Doggy sneezed right in her face. The avalanche queen blew apart (laughs) and fell to the floor as a pile of loose sand. Doggy said, "'Oh, excuse me, sorry.' But the avalanche queen didn't reply because, of course, she was gone. She was just a pile of loose sand on the floor. Well, Doggy ran over to his friends and shook them awake. Are you three okay? Answer me. Please be okay. Bunny went, uh, yes. And she was slowly regaining her color. Oh, and Kitty and Murr woke up, and the color started to come back to them, too. And Doggy said, I'm going to get you three out of here. But then he looked around helplessly, remembering that there were no doors. Uh, somehow, I'm going to get you out of here. But then the glass palace began to dissolve, to turn back into sand. Shh, shh whoa. The four animals sort of surfed on top of the dissolving palace, whoa, riding the wave of sand all the way down the hill. Ah, and back to the desert floor. Kitty went, well, phew, you actually saved us, Doggy. But how did you know where we were? You know what, Ruffy? I listened to the Whispering Sands. There's a tiny people down there called the Mesa, and they told me what to do. Bunny said, really? Yeah. Bunny said, maybe it's true. I mean, you did find us and save us. Doggy said, yep. And they said that I have special powers. <laughs> Kitty laughed. Okay, Meowmy, now I know they're not real. Bunny smiled at Doggy. Maybe what you were listening to was your own intuition and your courage. Doggy said, my pluck. Bunny said, "Uh, sure, yeah, maybe that's all it was. Your own self, your own intuition and pluck. Doggy said, yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Well, they were able to find their way back to the bus stop, such as it was, and they went for walks to the oasis to eat and drink. And the next day, they hopped on board the elephant bus the moment it reappeared. Kitty threw a tiny desert spider out the window to pay for the ride. Phew. And Doggy stared out the window at the weird lands on the ride home. I really thought those whispers in the sand were real. But they weren't. It was just my own pluck or something. Meanwhile, back in Kuala. Little whispering voices in the sand said, Oh, that was the most exciting thing that's happened around here in a long time. We're going to miss that hound dog with the special powers. Well, that's the end of the story, The Whispering Sands. The next story is called The Changing of the World, Part One. Goodbye.